You're listening to The Living Word with Danny Hodges of Calvary Chapel Fellowship in St. Pete. kind of influence is your life having on others? You know, religious people, even people that claim to know Christ, sometimes even people that know Christ can lead others astray. Sobering words by Jesus. Here's what he said. If anyone causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him to have a large millstone hung around his neck and be drowned in the depths of the sea. Those are serious words. Woe to the world because of the things that cause people to sin. Such things must come, but woe, judgment to the man through whom they come. Religious people can be used by the enemy to seduce and lead true believers away. False teachers are full of pride, jealousy, and lust for power, and will eventually turn many believers away from God. Today, Pastor Danny will explain how God warns of these men and pronounces woes and judgments to come for leading believers astray. He cautions you to look at your life to determine if you're leading others into sin and away from God. He also warns you to be careful of the influence others are having in your life. Be careful to not be led astray. Now here's Pastor Danny in the book of Jude with today's edition of The Living Word. There was a song that was very popular then that we learned and we played pretty much every place we played because people just wanted to hear it and they wanted to hear it again and again and again. I loved it when people would stare at my drums as I'm playing Wipeout. I was meeting a lot of new friends. I was in a Christian school at the time. I was in sixth grade. Uh, and then seventh grade was the beginning of middle school where I grew up. I'd see these new friends downtown or at Roost Drive-In where I began to hang out. And they'd say, man, you're that drummer. I love hearing you play Wipeout. Hey, and sometimes they say, hey, could you do something for me now? And they're on a countertop or something. And I just tear that countertop up. (laughs) One of those birthday parties, an older friend of one of my new friends took us on a drive. We didn't have driver's licenses. We weren't old enough, but took us on a drive to a small service station. We pulled in. I thought we were there to get gas. But an attendant came up at the driver's side. Some words were exchanged. He went away. He came back. He quickly dropped in a bottle of liquid that I did not recognize. Cash was exchanged. Next thing I know, we're off. The bottle began to be passed around along with a chaser. I was very thankful for the chaser. Because for the first time in my young life, I was drinking 80 proof vodka. Nobody told me to take it slow, so before long I couldn't see straight. I woke up in the wee hours of the morning in my front yard, not knowing how I got there. I pulled myself up, stumbled to the front door, stumbled in, banged against the walls, woke up my mother, woke up my grandmother. I cried. I said, Mom, please forgive me. Please forgive me. Grandma, please forgive me. Drunks cry a lot better than sober people, let me tell you that. <laughs> you think I'd wake up the next morning, run right back to my Christian friends, and then begin to hang out in that environment. That's not what happened. 
No, no, I, next day I saw some of my new friends and they began to tell me how funny I was before I passed out. I was extremely shy, extremely shy. But when I drink, I come out of my shell. The drinking led to smoking pot. That led to popping pills. That over time led to my first experience with what was called purple haze. My first trip on LSD. I literally thought I was in heaven. It was that good. I became a full-fledged drug addict, and for a period of time in my life, I lived a selfish, immoral, ungodly life. And the beginning of that path was hanging out with friends, new friends, that if they did know the Lord, they were not submitted to him. That's the warning of Jude. I got four questions and I'm done. They're long questions. No. What kind of influence is your life having on others? You know, religious people, even people that claim to know Christ, sometimes even people that know Christ can lead others astray. Sobering words by Jesus. Here's what he said. If anyone causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him to have a large millstone hung around his neck and be drowned in the depths of the sea. Those are serious words. Woe to the world because of the things that cause people to sin. Such things must come, but woe, judgment to the men through whom they come. The seven letters that Jesus wrote to the seven churches, we'll be studying them soon if Jesus tarries. To the church of Pergamum, Revelation 2.14, Jesus said, You have people there who hold to the teaching of Balaam, who taught Balak to entice the Israelites to sin by eating food sacrificed to idols, that's being where you shouldn't be with people you shouldn't be with, and committing sexual immorality. Numbers chapter 25, after God would not allow Balaam to put a curse on the Israelites, he figured out another way. And he told Balak, you take your best looking women and you put them out in front of the Israelite men and you have them invite them to their church service. And over 20,000 men came. And then once they got them in that religious environment, they seduced them. Religious people can seduce, can be used of the enemy. Here's my second question. What kind of influence are others having on you? Now, when I say you, I'm including me in all this. I'm singling me out. Do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. Jesus said to his disciples about the religious hypocrites of the day, leave them. They are blind guides. Leave them. If some of us really receive the message that the Holy Spirit has through this little epistle of Jude. If you receive it today and do something about it, you're going to find some new friendships. You're going to find some new people to hang out with because those people you're hanging out with, they're not leading you closer to Christ. As a matter of fact, just the opposite. Here's my third question. Are you saved? I didn't ask you, do do you believe in Jesus Christ? I didn't ask you, do you believe in God? Do you know Jesus Christ personally? If you've really received the gospel, 
If you really received Christ, even if you did it when you were four years old, your life is different than someone who has not received Christ. And you want to be submitted to Christ. You're not perfect. You stumble, just like I do. But when we stumble, we're convicted. For someone who doesn't have Christ, there's no conviction. That's these people Jude's talking about. They can sit in a church service. They're not moved. Are you saved? Do you have that witness of the Holy Spirit? If not, I beg of you, settle the issue today, right now. Settle it. And I beg you not to put it off. Came downstairs this morning, first one up in my house. Didn't see our dog. And as I began to hunt for him, I go to the downstairs bathroom. And there he is laying there. I'm thinking sound asleep. And then I realized. And I reached down and I felt him. And he's dead. I never thought I'd get so emotional about a dog. But I loved him. I expected to come down this morning just like any other morning and him wag his tail and come running and want to lick me. He's dead. My son Hayden and I buried him in the backyard. And I hear the church five minutes till nine just after burying our dog. Why do I tell you that story? I didn't want to tell you that story. I don't want to cry again. I cried like a baby digging the grave. If I ever lose a kid, just dig my grave. Some of you that have lost children, I, I can't even imagine, but for the grace of God, how you're making it. And thank God you are. I didn't expect my dog to be dead this morning. You may be dead before the day's out. How do you know? I beg you, I beg you, settle the issue of your soul today, right now, right now. And then one more question. Are you saved? You don't have a doubt about your salvation, but you've drifted away. Come back home today. Come back home now. Come back to your heavenly father. Come back to Christ and come back to a right relationship. And whatever sin it is in your life, repent of it. Get it out of your life. Let him purify you in a fresh way today. The book of Jude reminds its readers of a common problem of the early church, false teachers. These are people who would come into the church and spread lies or try to add to the gospel message. They didn't follow the simple truth of giving your life to Jesus. They tried to make Christianity their own kind of religion. Does this sound familiar? Sadly, false teachers are still a problem in today's world. People pick and choose which parts of the Bible they like and disregard the rest, creating their own version of following God. Jude's encouragement rings true for all believers now. Fight for the truth. As you follow Jesus, don't be afraid to stand for what's right and turn away from what's wrong. Learn what the Bible says, all of the Bible, and don't let anyone try to steer you away from it. 
We hope today's message on the living word has been encouraging to you. We'd like to let you know that we're praying for you as you stand for truth. Is there a specific request we could be lifting up to the Lord? If so, please send us an email at info at ccfstpete.church. That's info at ccfstpete.church. If you'd like to listen to more teachings from Pastor Danny, you can do so at our website, ccfstpete.church. That's all we have time for today. Thanks for tuning in to The Living Word.